Hello, and welcome back to the Real Professional Podcast, the podcast where air quotes real professionals interview non-air quotes real professionals. Uh, we're back from our uh, collection of uh, Dread X uh, collection collection, where we were talking about the Dread X collection. Uh, that should be coming out. Um, by the time this goes live, it'll probably be coming out in just a few days. So uh, look forward to, to showing you all that. But we are back on our normal normally scheduled real professional podcast schedule where we are uh talking to you know all all members of the industry about what it's like working in the the horror gaming industry and um yeah we got a really great one today this this just lined up perfectly because we were just wrapping on the previous uh, dreadx collection collection series and uh we got an email from invader studio because they got their ps4 version of uh daymare coming out daymare 1998 and uh yeah, I, I was just—it's it's a game I've been wanting to talk to them about for a while, but they're—they're uh, they're Italians, and it's difficult to uh, get in in touch without a because uh, the, the time difference. But they were like, you know what? We'll stay up late to talk about the PS4 version as long as you're willing to get up early for it. And uh, so I'm I'm up here before noon, which is not when I like to be up. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully, I'm not too tired to uh, to do this. So uh, DJ, drop that sick beat. Studios, did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, hello, everybody, and thanks for inviting me here. You know, Dress Central is a landmark for all the Survival Horror fans, so thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I'm, I, I've been wanting to talk to you guys about Daymare for, like I said in the intro, for a while now because um, it's it has an interesting history that if you're not it's one of those histories that people that are super, super into the horror indie kind of landscape will be familiar with, but basically no one outside of the know will know the history of kind of the project, you know? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a quite a weird story just because, uh, um, first, uh, you know, in Italy, there are not so many companies about video game uh, development, so, you know, it's, uh, it's something that uh, is just coming up in the, in the last few years. And we uh, just started in the, more or less in uh, uh, 2015 as a group of friends that just wanted to, you know, to test our skills, just to understand if uh, it's something that uh, we, we could, uh, you know, do. And we decided just to, to work on something that, you know, as a great Resident Evil fans and survival horror fans, just we wanted as hell, you know. And it was Resident Evil to uh, remake. So, uh, you know, uh, at the period, you know, uh, there weren't any kind of news or something about the, the, the remake just because Capcom were working on something else. And we decided just to test our skills and to, you know, to try to put uh, Resident Evil 2 in a new and modern way our, with our vision, uh, something that, you know, can just uh, tease the people and at the same time uh, just, uh, you know, show how our you know, our possible skills, you know, we were nearby in the in the industry. So uh, we just wanted to to know 
what we can do, and uh, and we decided to go with uh, with uh, Resident Evil 2, uh, an official remake. The name was Resident Evil 2 Reborn, and uh, you know we were just uh, something like uh, five or six uh, people, you know, in a, in something like a, a garage near Rome. So it's quite uh, quite weird. And uh, um, luckily, we managed, you know, to to got so um, much attention by the press, by the people. You know, we were working on, uh, you know, something totally uh, fan. Uh, but at the same time, when you're talking about uh, Resident Evil, should make the people just uh, going crazy. So you know, we we have got so many attention. And uh, um, first part, we just tried to. To, to to make it uh, as a Resident Evil 4 uh, version, so um, with the, with the, um, Unity, and uh, you know, so with the over the shoulder camera, third person over the shoulder camera, and uh, we uh, managed to have so uh, so many attention uh, as I told you uh, by the people, but the real you know success uh, we got during. Uh, uh, the summer um, 2015 with the, the Switch on a Real Engine 4 that was, uh, you know, was free uh, for, for all uh, during that period. And, uh, you know, we just released two, a couple of, you know, uh, gameplay videos about uh, Resident Evil 2 Reborn. And, you know, it was the, 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 the best moment just because, you know, we got uh, millions of views on YouTube interviews, uh, articles, and of course, uh, uh, the most surprising uh, thing, it was the, the call back Capcom, a telephone call. And, uh, um, you know, we were expecting something like a season disease or something more, a bit more, uh, you know, hard <laughs> by them, but uh, they were really friendly, really professional. They just uh, uh, thanked us for uh, for the work we have done uh, on the far remake, for the attention that we, you know, we, we kept um, on the game, and just ask to stop, of course, any kind of uh, work on the on the fan project, an, an official project, and just to to meet them in uh, in Osaka, in the headquarters in uh, in Osaka, in um, in two weeks, in no, sorry, in two, in two months more or less, just because it was uh, uh, July. And we met them uh, in uh, October uh, 2015, and um, you know it, it has been incredible just because we were uh, we were not a company, we were not professionals at the moment. Uh, we were just a group of friends that, uh, as I told you, want to, <laughs> to to find out their skills and uh, you know have the chance as a as a have the chance as a fans of Resident Evil to to have a call from Capcom to 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 meet them in their world. It has been a something really, really amazing and incredible, you know. And um, we met them in uh, in October 2015 in uh, in Osaka, and uh, I said they were really, really uh, friendly. Uh, they gave us uh, so many uh, suggestions and advices about uh, our project. It was it was already. Uh, Daimler 1998, just because uh, when we stopped the work on uh, Resident Evil 2 Reborn, we decided to, to of course, uh, reuse what we, we learned uh, with uh, that project with uh, a new game, something that uh, could be original, some, a, a new IP, something you know, uh, um, made by us. And uh, we decided to, to, to take their 
this uh, really, really early stage of Damon 1988. It was uh, something really, <laughs> really fun to see. And uh, they, they really, they, they were really, you know, interested. They, they want to give us suggestions and um, advices, uh, of course. And uh, they also showed us uh, in advance uh, Resident Evil 7 and, and also the first, uh, the early stages of uh, production of Resident Evil 2 uh, to remake. It was incredible just because, you know, they just, uh, you know, uh, trust about us. And it's something that uh, was incredible for us uh, as a fans first and also as uh, developers. Um, more or less in the, um, in the first months of uh, 2016, uh, we of course decided to to use what we learned um, and all the suggestions and advices by Capcom, and uh, um, we opened the company Invader Studios, and that was a, a really important uh, you know step uh, to to you know to have a, a software house here in Italy, but all over the world. So it was important to do uh, that step. And um, we decided, of course, to start the pre-production of Daymare 1998 as a, a real project, real game uh, with a real engine 4. And, uh, you know, everything started uh, with the Capcom meeting. And uh, now, you know, in the last, uh, in the last few months, we managed to, to you know, um, finalize the game to to bring it on uh, PC first and now also on, on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, um, a great a great thing for us just because it's a, it's a dream come true. And, uh, um, you know, it's also a game made by uh, 10 people, you know, just because of the first two years, we, we just work uh, as a small team uh, um, and uh, more or less in... Uh, in the last part of 2018, uh, we managed to to have also our first publisher, the Strategy Creations, that helped us to, you know, to to finalize uh, some production stuff, uh, stuff, and also of course to have the right marketing and the right uh, connection between other companies to to um, for the distribution of the game all over the world, also for the uh, the physical version, the retail version uh, in the stores um, in Japan. Uh, first with uh, DMM Games uh, in Europe with Meridian Games and uh, in uh, in the US too uh, with GS2 Games and of course also to uh, port the game on console because we work mostly on the PC version and we gave support we have the support for the porting uh, um, by Sleepgate Ironworks that uh, you know is a really experienced company um, in the industry so for years and years. So I think it's probably, it sounds like it's been a really long journey from uh, just a few friends getting together, yeah. trying to make a Resident Evil 2 uh, remake to, you know, where you are now. Yeah. How yeah, does it feel? Yeah, it's, it's amazing just because, uh, you know, it's some, everything is, is new. For us, you know, uh, see our game on PSN, see our game on Microsoft Store, uh, also see our game on on PC, Steam, and GOG. It was really something new, something crazy, something that um, you know we we always dreamed about when we were child. Uh, you know, playing and buying uh, 
all the survival horror games that you know influenced us uh, for um, for our game. And of course, uh, <coughs> we are also uh, more happy to with their games in Japan. We were in Japan last November. We had the chance to meet Shinji Mikami, um, to meet Kazuhiro Aoyama, to meet you know uh, Kenichi Wao, um, Hideki Kamiya. So everything uh, you know came up thanks to the work we we have done on our first game. And this is uh, this is incredible. It's, uh, um, it's hard to you know to separate between the uh, the fans uh, part that is in us also the professional and uh, the uh, development one. But anyway, you know, it's uh, it's crazy for for both the parts, you know, both the sides, and it's uh, it's something that we are uh, really happy to, to manage to achieve. And we of course want uh, we want more now with. Uh, possible next uh, next game so uh, it must have been i mean from what your your recap is uh of the whole process of capcom reaching out to you and then being able to go and visit them in uh japan you know it sounds like you have a positive takeaway from all of it but it must have been you know a bit terrifying when they first said like you know please stop working on it um like you must have really not known what the future kind of held for you guys yeah, you know, um, you know, more or less, we, we were waiting for a, for a, a call or an email from them. So you know, we already knew that uh, probably sooner or later uh, we had to to stop everything on the uh, non-profit and uh, an official uh, remake. But at the same time, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we were a bit afraid about uh, some possible um, lawyer email on season disease. And this is what is incredible. These usually other companies, other Japanese companies that are really giant, they are not soft, you know, with some group of friends or fun that try to to use their brands. Also, if not for uh, for uh, of course their money, just for no profit, but just to you know to get attention. And they, you know, they were really different. They treated us with, um, with friend. They were friendly, uh, professional at the same time. So it, it's it's incredible. Also because you know, after the meeting, they said that uh, um, they would help us also to you know to find more uh, connection, networking, and also uh, they promised to to give us advices also during the productions. We thought that, okay, they are just polite, they are friendly, but probably uh, it won't be, you know, the truth. And no, it was, it was, you know, true just because uh, in the, in the, um, in the next years, they, they just, uh, you know, continued to listen, uh, uh, to our email, to our call. Uh, they helped us to, to find more companies. Uh, and, you know, they gave us some contacts, really important contacts. And uh, we met them. <laughs> Again, also uh, last November, again in Osaka, you know, five, uh, more or less four, five years later, the first meeting, and it was incredible just because we we're back there um, now with the game released on the market, and it has been incredible just because, you know, the first time you, you are there, you are just a group of friends that, uh, you know, uh, get attention thanks to their game or uh, your fire made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second time you are there with your game on the market, inspired on their game and on their games on Resident Evil mostly, and you know they they are uh, they are really great. We are mm-hmm. we are so so happy uh, about it. They are great. So one of the things that I think that um, 
Daymare makes <clears throat> Daymare interesting is it's like kind of like like really long. It's like a really big game. Um, like multiple characters, long campaign, uh, and it's it's like so okay. It's a very ambitious project for basically a yeah. studio of six newcomers to the industry, you know. Um, and now that it's done and you're looking into the future, looking back on it, uh, is there something you would have probably like recommend someone else trying to do something similar would do differently? Would you like, you know, uh, uh, cause, um, I, I feel like a lot of, uh, going through reviews for the game and seeing critical reception, uh, I feel like a lot of the negativity, uh, that the game received is largely due to, people like not understanding that it's like a six person indie project and they're like, Oh, yeah. well, some of the, the voice acting isn't great. And I was like, well, yeah, because the guy, they didn't have a, like a billion dollars to make this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, first of all, we probably, uh, we were just crazy when we started everything just because, you know, we thought to, to, to make, yeah, an ambitious game, um, but not so long, not so big, not so, uh, ambitious, but you know, during the production, we just decided, okay, we can have a, a voice acting, just go, let's go with it. Uh, okay, let's try. Uh, we can have not six maps, but uh, we can have um, uh, 12. Let's go with 12. Okay, let's try. We can have one character. Okay, no, we can have also three. Just try, you know, it's something that uh, just came, you know, while you are you are working on it. So probably uh, we were a bit crazy. We were uh, just because, of course, we also. Um, learn so much during the, the production. Uh, at the same time, we were passionate. We were, uh, you know, determined. We we knew what we wanted, and also if really hard, uh, we wanted to to make uh, the perfect survival horror for us. Of course, our vision of the survival horror. So uh, our intentions was to mix, you know, the mood and atmosphere of the nineties uh, games that just you know inspired us. Uh, with, you know, a, a modern uh, gameplay and features, of course, with the uh, over-the-shoulder camera and the third person, uh, and at the same time, introduction, you know, with some introductions that could be really original, like, you know, um, the, the reloading system, or uh, other features that just we wanted to, to, to share with the people, because for us, they were more realistic. We wanted to, to have a more realistic game, less action, and, uh, you know, giving more attention to the exploration, to uh, saving uh, ammo, uh, finding more uh, uh, resources and, and stuff like that. Of course, we know also, uh, you know, uh, reading the, the reviews, also reading all the the votes and uh, the feedbacks by the people, uh, you know, that probably... Uh, is a game that um, um, can just divide people yeah, the, it's. The I, I, I feel like if the game was like twenty percent shittier, people would be like happier with it because their expectations would be lower. But it's just good enough that you can see some of the rough edges. You know what I mean? Like you, you did too good of a job for a low budget yes. game. You know? <laughs> yes. yes. You know, it's uh, we are halfway between uh, a triple A that, of course, we can't, uh, of course, compare with just because we were a really low budget. Uh, at the same time, we were more than just uh, 
and in the game. So, you know, um, uh, most people just understand this, uh, our status and just, uh, you know, accept some, um, some problems, issues, or just the fact that probably the voice acting is not professional or uh, we can do better with, uh, um, with the cutscene, you know, and stuff like that, you know. At the same time, uh, someone else just compared it to uh, Resident Evil to remake, Resident Evil to remake, and of course, it's not it's something that uh, just is impossible to to compare. I think that people that haven't made a game yet have no idea how hard some of that polish is, because um, like yeah. so we we just we just uh, I, I can't get through a podcast without talking about it, but we just wrapped production on our first game. Um, and uh, it's I, I'll, I'll link it to you in a bit, but we we just like the trailer just dropped on IGN and we're super excited about it. And uh, yeah. base, basically, it's an anthology of um, ten indie games uh, that we 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 basically sponsored ten short. It's like a, a horror film anthology, but we're trying that for games. Um, and like basically, I was sitting down with my programmer and I was like, okay, I want the opening cutscene to look like this. And he's like, all right. Yeah, we can do that. Do you have like $20,000 to like make that? And I was like, oh, it's going to cost that much to do like 30 seconds of cutscene. He's like, yeah, basically. And I was like, okay, well, let's try to find another way to do that. <laughs> and, and these are the things that, you know, uh, but it, when you have a, a specific vision, uh, you, you can get like locked into that vision, you know, like we, okay. And, and then especially if you've already started working on some of the cutscenes and stuff, it's like, Okay, now what do we do? We already have like half of the game made in this style. We put a lot of effort into like these 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 set piece moments, and now we have more game that we need to create more of those moments for it. Oh my god, it was so difficult to make those the first time. What are we gonna do now? Yeah. You know? Yeah. One of the things I thought was interesting about Damian playing through it is that you have those um those uh like the secret doors that lead to the 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 the, the item box kind of areas. Um, yeah. And I could tell that that was probably from, like, the core of the game probably started with that. And then you added on top of that, is what I imagine. Am I, am I correct? Like, you, the, the, like, the areas that have those are probably the first ones you built. Sorry, sorry, can you repeat, please? Yeah, yeah, sorry. So those, those, those you know, the, what I'm talking about with the secret rooms with the item boxes in it and stuff, right? Yeah. It is, it is your game. You should know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, I'm yeah. imagining that when you were first creating Daymare, those levels yeah. that had those in it were kind of the original, like the first few levels that you first storyboarded out and planned, because it feels like that's like the core that the rest of the game is built off of. Like those levels are. Um, yeah, you know, uh, first of all, we wanted to... Um, to have a, um, something that the people could could um, approach with the different players, with the different uh, different characters. Sorry. So mm -hmm. you know, uh, we want also to to give them a different experience, not only about the characters, but also about the you know the environments, the locations. And we also taught you know to to put these uh, secret rooms that are strictly connected, not only with the with the game plot, of course, and with the um, you know the story about the the town, but also to give them, you know, the chance to uh, to interact with uh, this device that is useful to 
um, you know, to to exchange uh, resources to save game. You know, it's like uh, um, uh, you know save point. And uh, um, this is the reason for why we we decided to to put them uh, in game, not in the first part, but um, you started to to have them in the in the second chapters, uh, in the second chapter. And uh, you know, more or less, is part of the um, the the secret stories uh, yeah. under uh, yeah the the plot, but also the the town. You know, this this crazy town. Well, it's just so funny because like uh, you, the first time you find one is in the hospital as uh, I can't remember the character's name, uh, the guy that's crazy. Sam. Sam. Okay. Uh, sorry, it's it's been a minute since I, I played the game, so I, I can't remember exactly the characters' names. I know that there's oh, Liev. I think Liev's one of the characters' names, right? Yeah, in the hospital is Samuel. Okay, cool. Um, and then you know you find this, and you're like, I'm like an hour and a half into this game, and I'm just discovering this like new mechanic. Like that's like a really like like a core mechanic too. And I was like, God, this game must be way longer than I think it is. And I think I my my first playthrough clocked in at like twelve hours or something like that, which is long, <laughs> even for like a, a a Resident Evil game. Uh, the good ones usually run for like six to eight hours. Um, the newest yeah. one, I think, <laughs> I, 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 I uh, Resident Evil Three, I knocked out in like three hours. Um, so it was like yeah, kind of yeah. crazy <laughs> to see the game actually be so long. I, I just imagine yeah, so, it was like difficult to actually make. I, I don't. I, it's like making a game that long must be a bear because playtesting through all of that must be a bitch. Yeah, you know, you know. Um, first, uh, we wanted to 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 tell a story. We wanted to let the people live what we want to live with a um, with a survival game. So uh, we decided to. To maintain all the maps, also if we were more than uh, than ten different maps, and um, we didn't want to, you know, to cut everything. And uh, of course, as you said, it's uh, it's hard just because with a long game you have to more or less have a a, a good rhythm um, uh, to maintain a good rhythm for the people. Just uh, avoid doing to annoying them or just to be boring. And uh, at the same time, um, you said, well, just because it's really hard to, to test for the QA, QA sessions. And uh, uh, you're right, just because we spend months and months just to um, to make it at the best with the, the QA uh, working on it and, you know, having reports or reports and feedbacks and just trying to, to solve any kind of issue that uh, with a great game, uh, a huge game, can you know uh, come up in in uh, in every map in every uh, moment? So you know uh, it has been a, a challenge also from this point of view. But we are we are happy to have a uh, you know a quite long game just because uh, in this way we just um, be able to to tell the story that we want to tell to let the people you know uh, just walk in so different. Uh, locations inside, outside, in the forest, in the town, laboratories, uh, and, you know, whatever. So, you know, um, sometimes you have just to, to risk, you have to, to work hard to, to get the, the right result. And uh, also, if, you know, we know that the game is not perfect, we have something to, to improve, um, we can also 
uh, change something in the future about mechanics and features. But you know, we are we are happy to to have it this this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm just kind of curious, what is in store for? I mean, the, the the game just came out on PS4, of course, and um, yeah. But what's what's kind of in store for the the future of the Daymare? Are you going to make a Daymare 1999? Are you going to make a new kind of game? What What's the plan? You know, um, um, we just feel that survival horror is our is our genre, and we want to go ahead with uh, with it. We have improving our, of course our skills, our uh, our team, but we know we we also learn uh, learned a lot. With Daimler 1998, and we always uh, said that uh, we just uh, think on Daimler like a trilogy. So uh, Daimler 1998, as you probably uh, know, is really is, is open, you know, uh, to prequel and uh, possible sequel. And for this reason, we are already thinking about it, and we want to go ahead with uh, Daimler series just because it's something that. Uh, we always wanted to do, and luckily, uh, you know, also the people, the, the reactions are really good. The, the people that, uh, uh, you know, like the game, they just want to know what happened <laughs> to the main characters, uh, and uh, if there will be a Daimler 1999 or 1997, you know, and um, we cannot wait. We're looking forward to, you know, to to show something and to announce something as uh, soon as possible. So, and with and, and in regards to the story, you have this um, yeah. kind of uh, it goes in like a few different directions. So you have like the monster subplot, uh, like the the you know the science gone mad subplot, but then you also have this the the the, the Sam character who is uh, uh, he was some kind of experiments done on him in the past, and it, it has since now made him hallucinate. Uh, what yeah. was the that is like kind of two completely different stories to be telling, you know, uh, where yeah. did the motivation come for try to tell two completely different stories? And what was the difficulty in trying to wrap those together? Yeah, you know, uh, first of all, we want to do, you know, to let the people uh, feel different um, uh, feelings, of course, not only, for example, from the Resident Evil series, but also from, for example, uh, uh, Silent Hill one. So um, we just thought to try to, uh, of course, have different characters and, of course, different situations for uh, for uh, each one. And uh, in this case, you know, Raven is more Resident Evil-like um, and is, is more connected to, you know, to what happened after the, the helicopter incident and more connected, connected to this kind of... Uh, you know, um, progressive um, narration. Uh, Sam is different just because he's more connected to to the town, um, to what happened in, the, mm. in this freaking town where the people, where the government just, uh, you know, uh, made experiments for years and years uh, from the 40s, uh, you know, with the um, <clears throat> MK program, you know. And... Uh, um, for this reason, we decided to to have a, a different approach with Samuel that uh, has this uh, uh, hallucination that, of course, uh, they um, they also have uh, this kind of 
um, uh, motivation also on the gameplay, just because you, you can interact with these uh, <laughs> these uh, um, hallucinations. You can show to them; uh, they can hurt you, and uh, you can also, you know, hear voices and stuff like that. That uh, you know, that just uh, change the point of view and uh, you know, give to the player a different approach to to the game, more Silent Hill style. Um, more or less. So where did the decision come from to have the system where you kind of like load clips into the gun? Because that is, um, I, I would say that that is probably a lot of people's favorite and the least favorite part of the game at the same time. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. This is one of the... Um, the, the original, one of the original features that we want to 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 put in game uh, it's of course the result of uh, you know all the um the work that our game designers <coughs> uh did with the, also the game director alessandro de bianchi and uh, um you know we decided just to have this kind of realistic approach you know during the other survival games we just uh, thought that uh, the the reload system system is okay it's it's, um, it's good it's fast it's um, of course is uh, is perfect for a, uh, an action-oriented game, but it's not it's not realistic just because uh, you can just reload um, again uh, with few bullets changing, of course, the the magazine. You have to you know reload the the magazine first, and after that uh, you know go with the, the new magazine. And for this reason, we wanted to to use this realistic approach, and at the same time, of course, uh, you know. Um, make the game more hardcore for the the, the casual players, and uh, it's not a case that, of course, the survival horror core uh, fans just uh, are loving it, and you know the, the casual gamers maybe a bit, uh, you know, they are not loving it. Uh, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I but, think that uh, even though casual gamers might not be loving it, like. It adds enough personality and uniqueness to the game, and it does ramp the tension. Like, you can see why, other than the fact that it's realistic, you can see how, the, especially when you have, you can tap R to drop a new clip in more quickly or hold it to put the clip in your inventory. Like, there is there are points in the game where it does add tension to try to, like, do it more quickly versus, uh, uh, you know, the, the more safe and slow and secure option. Yeah, you know, we wanted to to back also to this um, old approach in the survival horror games, uh, where you you have to explore the environment, look for you know uh, resources, uh, medkits, or uh, you know ammo or weapon. You have also to, to you know to manage at the best uh, um, your inventory. You have to prepare for, for the fight and just not go ahead shooting. Uh, with all the enemies, all the bosses, uh, without you know fear or uh, you know it's not the the feelings that that we wanted. We don't, we want to you know to scare the um, the players not only of course with the jump scare or uh, whatever, but also with uh, some kind of tension that you have to feel uh, during the game uh, always during the game because uh, you have to save um, you have to save save ammo. You have to decide if shoot to uh, a zombie or not. Uh, you can try to avoid them, to hit with melee. 
So it's it's a bit more strategic. This is what we wanted for uh, for Daimler 1998. Mm-hmm. So um, the very end of the game, we get to see uh, the cleaner come in and uh, yeah. hint at this larger world, which I, I love. That was probably actually my favorite part of uh, the narrative is is hint at like a larger world and like I'm like okay now I can see, you know. Uh, one of the things I always feel like is underexplored in the Resident Evil world um, in the main franchise uh, that I think Resident Evil 7 did well is like, what is the rest of the world doing? Like, I, I know that everyone is a fan and wants to see uh, what their favorite dream boy, Leon or uh, Chris with melons for arms. Uh, is he punching rocks in some other part of the world now? Uh, Not really. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, I've always like, What's what is happening in you know Umbrella Corporation, Japan or something? And at the end of Daymare, we kind of get the sense that there is a a larger world to this, where there could be other things going on in other places and other companies doing other evil things. That this this franchise doesn't need to follow necessarily these characters all the time. Even if it does, there's a lot of places they can go and a lot of things that they can do. Um, and first off, the, the, so the first question I have is regards to um, that larger that larger potential for a larger world. And secondly, um, well, let's just go over that one first, and then I'll ask the follow up question. Okay, you know, um, first of all, just because you know you you um, you said about the the cleaner, uh, I want to just say how much sorry we are for. Uh, um, Paul Haddad that just passed away in uh, in the last few weeks. You know, he was the uh, the voice actor for the um, you know original Resident Evil 2, Leon S. Kennedy, and he worked with us uh, for his uh, last work um, in, with Damon 1988 as the cleaner. So we want to you know to spend a few words for Paul Haddad. He was really a great. A great person and uh, an amazing professional. So we want to, you know, to thank him again. Also, if we we can do that personally, no more. But you know, um, it's important to say that. And you know, you're right. As I told you, we talked to Damer uh, like a trilogy. So we first started as a with, with a, a a larger world or universe. You know, where there are other companies other um, characters, uh, um, a huge story. And inside this, uh, this huge story, you can find um, the plot of Daimler 1998. We want to, to do something, uh, you know, that is quite close to, probably to the Resident Evil uh, trilogy um, feelings. You know, we started in this mansion, uh, this mansion in the forest. So it's uh, um, quite small and isolated you know, um, um, location uh, with uh, you know few characters and and stuff like that. So you know, in the second in the second uh, game, uh, you are in the town, uh, in the city, so you can uh, have a different approach to it uh, with a story that is a big uh, you know a big uh, uh, enlarged and uh, with the Resident, with the Resident Evil Three is the is more or less the same, just to you know to close the the trilogy. And the you know the Raccoon City story, uh, it's probably more or less the same that we wanted uh, with Daimler 1988. Uh, just to start with this small town in the forest, uh, that uh, you know where 
those experiments were made by the government and were this incident, of course, um, turned uh, out all the people in those uh, uh, creatures. But we want to extend, of course, the story, uh, not only about the companies behind this incident, uh, the classic evil <laughs> companies, but also about the, the, the characters. You know, as for the the mood and atmosphere, also, also for the plot, we wanted to, to play with the classic cliché of the 90s movies uh, or uh, video games uh, related to horror genre, but at the same time putting something, you know, something uh, new and original. And, you know, you play the game so you know about the final cliffhanger or, uh, you know, some surprise that's just uh, uh, some climax in the, um, in the game. So it's, um, as I said, it's uh, our vision of the 90s uh, stories and, and games uh, with something more original and modern that, you know, with this mix, we have something that we, we hope is new and fresh and also enjoyable for the people. Yeah. So what you were saying is, you know, evolving uh, the franchise. So, you know, Resident, I mean, uh, sorry, Daymare. Uh, 1998 <laughs> very much has its its roots in Resident Evil 2. I mean, the 1998 in Daymare just like obviously comes yeah. from the release date, the original release year of Resident Evil 2. Um, and uh, so it's like, but so for future games, are you trying yeah. to once again replicate that Resident Evil feel, or do you want Daymare to evolve into its own thing, or is it always going to be an homage to Resident Evil? No, you know, it's, it's a good question, just because, uh, um, yeah, we we did what we wanted to do uh, about the um, tributes or, or uh, you know, um, celebration to Resident Evil and other uh, survival or 90s games. Now, we think that, uh, you know, uh, we have to find our way at the same time. So we wanted to, to change a bit, of course, not to be just the... Uh, Resident Evil-like uh, series, and uh, you know we could change, um, uh, you know, um, huge part of the uh, of the game for the for the next projects. Uh, we are, you know, considering several ways, but uh, it's a good question just because uh, we want uh, we didn't no we don't don't want just to go ahead uh, uh, trying to not to copy. But to celebrate another brand uh, with uh, you know all the new entries, no, yeah. we want to to have our course, our IP, our ideas, and we want to we want to also to 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 show something more and more original, more innovative, maybe in the next entries. So not not really, you know, not really. We okay. we already have done what we wanted to do <laughs> with Damon 1988 about tributes, uh, uh, you know, celebration and stuff like that. Also, if of course. Uh, uh the you know it's impossible to to stop um you know uh to be influenced by other movies or video games uh uh of the you know 90s or to uh 2000 so you know we'll see we'll see i was gonna say why don't you just for the next one uh start it as a uh, silent hill remake and then uh have konami invite you out and meet all the cool konami people and uh, you're, you, you could just have a whole franchise of games that started as fan projects, <laughs> remakes of other games <laughs> that then were had to become their own titles. 
I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if that would work. I think Konami would be a little bit more of a hard ass about it than Capcom is. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, probably they are a bit more. Uh, they are harder than Capcom for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but their, their, their brand, you know, uh, you know, we love, we love Silent Hill, we love uh, Dino Crisis. We there are so many brands that probably deserve. Uh, a remake uh, or stuff like that. It will be a, a dream for us, of course. Yeah. Now that uh, the ninety-eight uh, has been released, uh, oh, just to try, fuck, bro. Like, if Capcom came to you because they're they're doing this whole remake thing, and they were like, "Would you guys like to do the Dino Crisis remake? Would you do it?" <laughs> it would be it would be great. You know, we are totally open to to talk about it. You know, <laughs> with them if they want to 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 have uh, you know. Uh, to let us work on it, you know, we have so many ideas about it, and it will be a dream came true uh, have the chance to work on, uh, you know, the the popular IP that uh, you know influenced us um, yeah. as a as a fans, of course, and as a developer too. So you know, who knows? We are totally open to, you know, to consider everything when you know we are talking about. Uh, uh, you know, our uh, emotions, you know, in this case, our yeah. heart. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm just, you, you heard it here first, folks. Invader Studios wants to remake Dino Crisis. That'll be the headline. <laughs> Fucking clickbait bullshit. <laughs> uh, Jesse, you got any questions real quick? I don't think I do. I, I think uh, you've asked basically everything I was going to ask. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll move on to the kind of the more casual questions then. But you've been playing... Uh, I sent the PS4 copy of because I played Daymare um, like a, a hot minute ago. Um, but Jesse, you uh, you you've been playing the PS4 version. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, it's uh, it's really interesting. I um, I really like that you play as an overtly bad guy in the beginning. That's refreshing. Like because that's <laughs> what really uh, Umbrella Core type corporations are, which is very very evil. And so. Um, <laughs> You know, every time I see, uh, like that, uh, what's the game where you are playing as the um, Umbrella Core? Like, oh, you're talking about Umbrella Core. Yeah, that's what it's called, isn't it? Uh, no, you're you're thinking of uh, Operation Raccoon City, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they would hundred percent be killing civilians before zombies. Like no contest. So I thought that was cool. Other than that, I don't know. I'm I'm actually not super far into it. I just started playing as uh, the second character. Um, yeah, and uh, it's been fun. It's been cool. Well, you you told me you were like I wasn't sure about it until I got to the cutscene where the character got his arm ripped off, and then I was on board. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, there. Yeah, that main character. Well, I guess it's a spoiler for. Those, it happens like but... an hour into the game. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, more than an hour if you're not very good at it, like me. Uh, <laughs> I kept uh, running out of ammo and then uh, having to, you know, re-up while I'm in a fight. And then also once I uh, quick-dropped a magazine and it landed on uh, like a like a examinable object... And so every time I tried to pick it up, it would examine the object and just be like, wow, this desk is really messy. And uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, I ended up uh, with one less pistol magazine than uh, purely from my own, 
I mean, I, I should have seen it coming. The guy was holding his, like, gun over the desk when he unloaded, so. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's cool. Uh, it's good design. Um, really interesting. I got to the hospital where it's, like, uh, really starting to open up. And I'm digging it. Thank you. <laughs> this is a hot, honest take from a, from a, a horror fan over here. I don't prompt. I don't prep him for any of this. I don't prompt him on any of the, the stuff to say. So it's all his own hot takes. So. No, he keeps me locked in an Iron Maiden, and then I'm only allowed out when it's time to record. <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear that, just because you know the, the survival horror fans are really happy about the game. We didn't want to to have a mainstream game because we can. You know, of course, uh, it's impossible to compare to. Resident Evil remake or other action games or uh, The Last of Us, of course, that are more, uh, of course, open to all kind of of players. Uh, we decided just to to go with the you know the real and dark horror survival horror games, and we are so happy to have uh, really great reviews from them, also from the you know the press that uh, is more of course uh, horror oriented. This is what what we wanted. We we didn't want just to to have the, the you know the poor Resident Evil brother. Uh, we want to okay to to have the same feelings, atmosphere, mood. Of, of course, not only from Resident Evil, also from other uh, movies and games, uh, as I told you. But also something that was really you know uh, satisfying for for survival uh, fans. With also with some you know uh, uh, hard to to play mechanics or features. You know and uh, you know. This is why we are quite happy, or, or better, we are happy for the for the people feedback right now. Okay, so uh, on to uh, less serious questions. Uh, yeah, Dino Crisis remake. Uh, would you yeah. want to remake Dino Crisis one, two, or hot take here, Dino Crisis three? Hmm. You know, um, probably um, the best way is to go with the first one, just because uh, probably, you know, in this, uh, you know, fantastic universe where uh, we are going to remake it, you know, for, for Capcom, probably uh, they would like to have uh, new fans, new players, uh, a new fan base for uh, Dino Crisis, then maybe I can suppose that they probably wanted to start with a remake of the first the first game just to you know to start again uh-huh. with the series uh, it's something that I can suppose but maybe maybe not maybe just one the you know they uh, could go with a, a remake of the second one or the, the, the one I, I don't know so <laughs> or, no, or no, just, no. I, uh, I, I want to say that I think a hot take here is that the third one should be remade because I think that shitty games need to be remade to make them good. Because Dino Crisis 3 <laughs> is a shitty game. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a weird game, you know, you're totally right, you know. But if I can if I can choose, you know, I, I prefer to go with the, the first one just because <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Everyone wants to remake the first one because it's good, or the second one because it's great. No one wants to remake the first because yeah, yeah. they don't want to try to make... So, Jesse, if you're not familiar, Dino Crisis is Resident Evil with Velociraptors. Uh, yes. First you are. 
<laughs> the third game takes place in space in the year 2548. And you have a jetpack and a machine gun. And it's like a mixture of like Zone of the Enders. And, and it's like it makes no fucking sense. Uh, it no, sounds like no, nothing no. but awesome. <laughs> I mean, like classic uh, space horror films like Jason X. Uh, I can't yeah, see, this. Yeah. I can't see I- that going bad at all. Okay, all the best. All of my favorite horror movies are in space. Jason X, Event Horizon, uh, Hellraiser 4 Bloodlines, the one, uh, Adam Scott, his first performance. Adam Scott of Parks and Recreation fame. He played uh, Leslie Nope's boyfriend. I can't remember his name. Whatever. Come at me, nerds. Uh, but she, he uh, first first appearance was as Jacques in uh, Hellraiser 4 Bloodlines. Uh, it's it's a wonderfully shit film. It's It's so bad. Um, you know, uh, space is, is a perfect place to to set a, a horror movie or game. Of course, is a, we have that space. We have even to rise on alien. You know, of course, it's perfect. But you know, sometimes <laughs> they just can uh, you know mess up with with everything. And Dinosaur is is probably the case just because you know this. No, no, I think it's not. It's not. It's not really good. Uh, as yeah. the, the first two chapters. I think they were trying to go for a Dino May Devil May Crisis. I was trying to combine the two titles there. Wow. Dino May Crisis. Wow. There we go. There we go. Dino May Crisis. That's what they were trying to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I remember playing Dino Crisis three when it came out and just being like, "What in the actual?" Like, I was I was young when it came out, so I was uh, fourteen, um, and I had just gotten into survival horror back then. Um, I think my first survival horror game was the GameCube remaster of uh, Resident Evil. And I think I played that when wow. I was like 12. 2002. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm a little, I'm a, probably a little slightly younger than you. Um, I just turned 30 recently, which feels fucking gross. But um, <laughs> anyways, the point I'm making is that uh, that was like one of my first horror games. And then uh, I, you know, I went from that to Dino Crisis, you know, the old school. And then I played Dino Crisis 3. And I was like, what in the actual fuck is this? <laughs> it's just so strange. You know, I, I was uh, mostly a PlayStation, you know, PlayStation gamer. So um, I was really happy about the first Dino Crisis. Uh, also about the, the second one that it was, it was more action, but was really, really great for the environments, for the atmosphere, for the story that is, was incredible. When I, no, when I uh, found out that uh, the third one um, would have been on uh, Xbox, I think it was on the first Xbox, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was on the first Xbox, yeah? Um, and set in the space. And when I, you know, when I, I saw the first screens with these uh, uh, T-Rex with, uh, you know, three heads, I, I just, I just was really confused, you know, <laughs> totally yeah. confused about what, what were happening. I don't know, I don't know what is happening, but yeah, know. yeah, it's a three-headed gigantosaurus hi- I'm hybrid. Disappointed. Oh god, it's, it's like a, such an interesting little like uh, speed bump in in like the history of the franchise. Um, like people talk about Resident Evil Six being like a weird game, but it is nothing on Dino Crisis Three. What is what is your favorite Resident Evil game? Uh, it's not a question, you know. Of course, um, I prefer to focus to the first trilogy, and I think that uh, the best for me is uh, Resident Evil Three Nemesis. 
um, probably just because it's connected to, to you know, um, to my, my personal uh, story. Uh, I was a, a teenager. I was waiting for the third, uh, third game, the third chapter, Hazel, um, and I really loved it. Uh, you know, I, I'm still playing it uh, every year, uh, and uh, it's something that just uh, uh, makes me crazy just because it's perfect from my point of view about uh, uh, everything. Of course, it's a, a personal, uh, um, you know, opinion, but it's really the best one for me uh, just because you have Nemesis, Jill, Raccoon City is, is something incredible I love. Um, Raccoon City just to walk uh, in the streets in the in the hazel, you know, it's 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 an incredible game. I really love it. Of course, I I, I cannot uh, uh, see the same also for the first Resident Evil and the second one. No, they are of course really, of course really really, you know, great games for me. Uh, really important steps. Uh, for my, you know, um, my personality, my taste is my, you know, they influenced me so, so, so much also uh, in, in the, in, you know, in the choices that we, uh, we had with Daimler 1998. So I think that the third one, of course, I also love, love so much the uh, Resident Evil 4 just because it's a, uh, it's really something new and fresh for the for the period. It was uh, 2000, 2004, 2005. I can't remember, but you know, uh, Mikami with that game really changed the really changed the the, the industry. Yeah. You know, with the, that new gameplay. Um, of course, uh, we have also, as you said, the first Resident Evil remake, Resident Evil Zero. They were incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. really incredible from technical point of view. They were. Really, you know, interactive movies or something. They were, uh, they were incredible. And you know about the uh, Resident Evil Five and Six, probably. Uh, they're not, they're not so good uh, how they could be. And, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> and of course, after that, uh, Seven is is good. Is probably not a Resident Evil. You know, it's totally far from Resident Evil series, but it's a really great game for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I, I think about... Resident Evil 7, if you're talking about Resident Evil 7, um, it is important to realize that, like, you know, franchises can't evolve. And they can yeah. change. And I think that uh, Resident Evil 7... What I I like about 7 is that it manages to uh, maintain that feel of Resident Evil with the house and the spooky house and the going around the house things. But it also evolves the franchise by moving it away from Umbrella Corporation. This is is a police station, but it's also the entrance to a secret lab. Oh, and uh, like that's like every Resident Evil game is like, here's a house, but it's also a secret lab. And then Resident Evil 7 was like, here's a hillbilly house. Is it also a secret lab? No, they're just crazy hillbillies. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and they have these weird contrasts. Yeah, you know, their son is weird. It's surprising. You're right. It's surprising. You know, it's totally different from other Resident Evil, uh, but it has the same atmosphere for sure. It's it's a really good, you know, 
uh, experiment, and yeah. they they did it uh, really well, of course. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you brought up uh, Resident Evil Zero too, because like no one ever ever talks about that one. Um, even though it was I in, I don't think it was like uh, one of the best ones, but I think that it's it's really awesome, and it, I mean it definitely has one of the coolest yeah. first levels with the train. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I I love it. I love the train. I love the the training facility. I love the all the connections with Resident Evil 2. It's it's uh, it's a great game. I think that uh, you know it was what we wanted as fans. Uh, we want to uh, to leave more stories, to leave uh, more uh, Raccoon City and Arkham uh, Mountains. Uh, you know locations. It, it has been a really a really great game just because it was uh, perfect for uh, the fans. And it has also you know uh, some interesting. Uh, features and mechanics like the zapping system and stuff like that are really are really interesting. What would you say is your least favorite Resident Evil? Which one did you like the least? Uh, hard question. <laughs> Pro- for me, it's probably Resident Evil. Okay, so we, there's two categories here. There's the real Resident Evil games and then there's the fake ones. Uh, so like probably Resident Evil 5 is my least favorite of the, the quote real Resident Evil games. Um, I liked 6 mm. better than I liked 5 um, because... Six is just like so. Uh, when, when you talk about Daymare being like long and like God, that I wasn't expecting it to be so long, and it's like a bold project. Resident Evil Six is like fucking long. That's like a thirty-hour goddamn yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, I have a, a weird story about uh, Resident Evil Six, just because you know, okay, probably is not the the game that I love more about the series. Uh, I probably prefer Resident Evil 5 compared to the 6, but, you know, I, I have this weird story just because uh, I, I was a journalist uh, before uh, uh, the dev- developers. I worked for, you know, um, some important, you know, uh, Italian magazines also, like, you know, um, the PlayStation um, official magazine, Xbox official magazine, and stuff like that. And I had... Uh, uh, a, a really incredible um, uh, press tour in Osaka uh, for the Resident Evil 6 uh, um, uh, release, of course, an announcement. Uh, we were just two Italian journalists, so it was really exclusive. Uh, I, I really, uh, I was really happy about that. And, uh, you know, on uh, um, one of the most uh, important magazine, Italian magazine, I put uh, uh, nine <laughs> on ten uh, as a vote for Resident Evil Six. That of course uh, was quite crazy, just because the people really uh, didn't like the game. But yeah. uh, I I just wanted to to say to in in the review and also to the people that it was not a good Resident Evil game, but it was a, a good game, a good product, just because you have so many campaigns so many um, free uh, DLC and, uh, you know, mercenary modes. It's a long game. It's technically not perfect, but it was good. So it was, a okay, maybe the vote, it was too high, probably, you know, as 10 years has passed, so uh, I can also change my mind. But at the same time, it was a good product. It was something huge, big, and... uh, so it's, it was a poor Resident Evil, of course, but a great game. Yeah, no, and I, I, mean, no, I, don't, this... I don't, I don't want to shit on Resident Evil Six either because um, I really enjoyed some of the segments, like when you're in, uh, I think, uh, what is it, 
uh, Hong Kong and you're going through the, yeah. the apartment tower. Yeah. I thought that was like super tense. Um, and then uh, I, I, I got to say, ending the game by one of the characters' arms turning into a laser cannon so you can lightning shock the, yeah. the bad guy, yeah. that was not, I yeah. did not expect that. That was very unexpected. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, you're right. I liked, I liked, I liked, I liked Resident Evil Six. I also got the collector's edition that came with every Resident Evil game, which I thought was yeah, cool. Yeah, I have, I have to, you know. Yeah, that's so. That's I, I love that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, then yeah. So I would probably say that five is my least favorite of uh, the Resident Evil games, uh, the the main line, because I feel like five is just like is is just a worse version of four, um, uh, and I I will stand by that, but. Uh, then we of course have to talk about you know Umbrella Corps and Operation yeah. City and yeah. the, the newest yeah. Resident Evil Resistance. Right. I tried to to play this game, but it's really hard as a, a Resident Evil fan. You know, um, I, I really enjoyed, or better, I tried because we we um, uh, we had not a really good connection uh, during the those years, but I really enjoyed the the Outbreak uh, games. Um, just because you know they were uh, set in Raccoon City, you had the chance to you know um, to be several different characters, just regular people, civilians, you know. And uh, Outbreak it was really a really good good game compared to, of course, uh, Umbrella Corps or uh, Operation Raccoon City. That uh, they just seems to be they just seem to be spin off or uh, <laughs> just. Uh, you know, something for the for the fans just to you know to have more more games on the list, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you, you're right. You're right. I think that Resident Evil Six is not the worst yeah. of the series. It's not, of course, uh, one of the best, but uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that Resident Evil Resident Evil Six is not Dino Crisis Three, is what I'll say. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, but just because you know, it's not, it's not better uh, than you know. It's it's a colossal. It's like a Michael Bay <laughs> movie. Uh, it's it's something more global. They wanted just to you know to expand the the contagion, um, the infection to the whole world. So you know you can play in this. Uh, uh, you know, snowy town uh, in the uh, on the on an airplane uh, in China in the in the new Raccoon City that is Tolok. You know, it's it's uh, uh, like a mixture of all the other Resident Evil, like a colossal. But of course, it's also uh, it's also hard to 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 have the same feelings. Uh, uh, on this kind of game, when you are coming from, you know, the the first ones, or also yeah. Resident Evil, also Resident Evil Falls is, for example, okay, the, the story is not really perfect, maybe, um, especially about, you know, yeah, Resident Evil Four. I think that uh, it's quite it's quite worth just to <laughs> to to kidnap uh, the the. Um, the oh, president yeah. of the no 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 it, it's 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 stupid. Older. The whole Resident Evil franchise yeah. plot is stupid, but that's the point. Like, there's no if you if you take the Resident Evil plot seriously, <laughs> like no you sense. you like yeah. you're probably uh, uh, I'm trying to find the words um, to say that mean things nicer, but um, 
like the Resident Evil plot, if, if you take the Resident Evil plot seriously, you you are missing the point. It's supposed to be silly yeah. and campy, like stupid. Yeah. Like it, it, the Resident Evil Four has a midget Napoleon with a giant statue of himself that chases you. Like it's not <laughs> serious. And the original Resident no. Evil is is it had a line you were almost a Jill sandwich. Like yes. it's so it's so silly. Resident Evil Code Veronica was about a, a guy who dressed up like his sister, right? I think that was the plot of that. <laughs> I, I, I think Psycho-like. that was the plot. Yeah. The yeah. And yeah, I, I, I don't think that, uh, it, I, I think that really the darker, more serious tone of the Resident Evil franchise was probably established with the Resident Evil remake. Um, with the yeah. character of um, the Lisa character, the, like the crazy wailing woman. I thought that was, that was great. Um, but of course, you know, you had the more serious tone with like the, the, you know what? Fuck it. No, Nemesis was not a serious character. It was a giant zombie with a rocket launcher. Okay. Don't, it's not, it's, it's funny. It's, it's fun. It's just, just don't take it so seriously. Jesus. And, uh, anyways, that, that's my point. Just don't take yourself so seriously. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think it's cool that you went from the, the journalism side of things to uh, actually putting a game out because I didn't actually know that because, uh, uh, like I, I said earlier in the pod, you know, we're putting out our first game, um, and I, you know, it's it's a really uh, a very different experience from going from the, the the writing about it side to the actual production side, and it's uh, it's been an interesting kind of journey for me, and I, I, I assume it must have been a very similar experience for you. Uh, sorry, I didn't get the last part. Oh, I was saying, I, I was saying that it must have been like a, a, ser- a, ser- a similarly like you think you know what you're getting into, but then when you actually do it, it's like a, it's very different than you would imagine from the outside. Actually, making a game is different than what you think. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. You know, uh, I, I completely, uh, you know, changed my mind just because when I when I was a, a, a journalist, it was uh, quite uh, not easy. But different to you know to um, just analyze a game um, without understand what is uh, you know behind the production, all the difficulties, all the the, the process, all the uh, you know it's it's really hard. And when you are trying to uh, to do it uh, to make a, a video game, you can understand how hard uh, is the the production part and also. All the steps about the, the, the development—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's crazy, you know. And um, you know, sometimes the people should think about this. Uh, <laughs> this thing also, if you know, they're just—they uh, are just paying for a product, and it's also uh, yeah. they write just to just to you know talk about it as a as a fan or as a player. Is is fair? I think it's fair also if uh, you know. Sometimes we should think more uh, when we are, you know, talking about a product, a movie, uh, or a book, or a video game. You know, you have to, you have probably to to understand or try to to think about the, you know, the effort behind yeah. it. It's difficult though to try to weigh. Uh, it's it's difficult to try to balance objectivity with also understanding, though, because I do think that there is a function for journalists to like not consider the behind the scenes stuff. Like it, it, when you're looking at yeah. just a product, um, there, there's like, 
okay, if this product was created in the middle of like a civil war, that's one thing. And you should understand that. But if the product had, you know, financial difficulties because the, the, the lead dev did too much cocaine, then like, that's not a good excuse for the game being shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you know, you, you're totally, you're totally right. Um, of course the, the product are, the products are different just because there is a story behind a team behind a budget behind a marketing behind so uh, you know uh, it's something that uh, for this reason probably you know we have to be careful just to to consider just to judge uh, a product uh, um, it's not it's not easy I think it's not it's not easy just because I remember well when I was a, a journalist and when I had to when I had to, you know, review uh, good or uh, not good games, it's not easy to be fair or just to do it, uh, not considering so many things behind a production or a team, especially when we are talking about, uh, you know, a, 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 an indie uh, production with a low price, of course, on the market. So, yeah. uh, you know, you can also accept, uh, for example, the the uh, the problems or the issues or just the limits we had with Daimler 1998 that of course we want to improve we want to to make better for our team and for the next products but at the same time um, you know we did our best and mm-hmm. uh, it's something that you you have to consider uh, of course because we uh, we <laughs> we didn't have the you know the chance to spend millions. A uh, million dollars, but uh, you know, just uh, really small budget. Yeah. Well, you will. Ne- you will for the next one. The next one will have a, a million dollar budget. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. You know, we probably need a, a you know a bigger budget for sure. A bigger team. We want to, you know, we want to improve everything. The yeah. Team skills and of course just uh, just Kickstarter need- it. It's free money. Just kickstart that shit. Free money. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's it's uh, you know, something that we can we can think about. You know, we already tried uh, with a, a, a key, um, campaign, a crowdfunding campaign, uh, for example. Uh, it was uh, uh, 2017, yeah. Uh, but it was you know it was uh, impossible to you know to reach the the amount that we asked for. So you know, luckily, uh, <clears throat> we uh, you know we managed to 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 work on the game and to finalize the game also without the the support of a crowdfunding campaign or uh, of the people. We just decided to to spend our money, our time, our day and nights, and to to work on something that, uh, in our opinion, you know, oh, could have God. Been. Yeah, no, I know that feeling. I mean, the, the, I'm in the current process of like polishing up the UI for our game, and it's like, it's like, oh, I, I got, I got to make sure that this layer is right so that this image that we inserted into this generic picture frame doesn't over. Why are the corners not working? And I have to like look up why, and I find out like the image is a different format than like I, I need to be using, and I'm like. Uh, I never, I never wanted. <laughs> yeah, to know this. I never wanted to learn this much to work. I didn't get into video game writing journalism to fucking work. I got into video game journalism so I could drink on the job. That's why I did it. And now here I am, 
two almost over two years sober and working very hard and i'm like this is not what i signed up for sirs <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wanted free yeah, and, I was... and and booze that's it <laughs> yeah we we just didn't didn't sleep for the last four three or four years so we just uh, you know drink everything and you know hit everything and uh, you know we just uh, were going crazy you know uh, but and you always feel that you are risking you know when where you are uh, you know spending your money your time uh, without any kind of other hobby or uh, you know social life you just waste everything you decide just to go with uh, something like that it's it's something that of course is uh, exciting but it's also risky at the same time just because uh, you, you could be uh, you could find yourself in uh, in four or three years just uh, you know understanding that you could base your your years your life uh, and uh, about a project that just you know doesn't work and it's yeah. it's risk it's it's a it's a, a weird feeling uh but at the same time you you have to be passionate of course uh, with determination you are you have to be focusing on, on your goal and this is for example the you know our our uh, you know strength just to to see the goal and uh, try to to reach it uh, yeah and luckily you know luckily we we did it Yeah, no, I feel you. And I think it's better to try and have you, you, you have the vision for what the final product is going to look like. Right. And but then there's what it actually looks like. And it's best to work your hardest to get something close to what you want than it is to never do it in the first place. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you are never and never uh, completely happy about uh, what you have done. You, you know, you would like to, to edit still this thing. Maybe we can improve this. You can add, but no, uh, you know, uh, you have also to, to close everything and to try to, you know, to put it on the market and to, yeah. you know, you can't just spend years and years trying to, you know, make something perfect because nothing is, is, is perfect. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have just to, to try. And this is our, you know, our mind <laughs> in the last, uh, in the last four or five years, you know. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, Jesse, you got any, <laughs> you got any final thoughts here, questions, anything like that? Uh, nope. I think I'm good. All right. Hey, man, I, I just want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time to chat with us. This is a little bit longer than I uh, anticipated. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to just be able to shoot the shit about horror, you know. No worries, and it has been a really a great pleasure. You know, I love to to you know to talk about that uh, with the people that just understand what we are talking about. So, you know, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. Sorry for my poor and really you know chaotic English. Is a you know it's a mess. I know. So it's funny because uh, you're like one of the the seven thousandth European guests we've had on this podcast. Every single one of them says. Uh, sorry for my English, and they're usually more well spoken than like our native English speaker guests. So you need to not worry about that. You're doing fine, buddy. You're you're good. Um, 
Thank you. You're so kind. You know? <laughs> yeah, you. don't worry about it. Uh, Daymare 1998 is now out on the PlayStation 4. Uh, and is it on the Xbox One? I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's on both. Awesome. So now you can get it on consoles. Yeah, on both, on both the consoles. Yep. Is it coming to Switch? Uh, no, it's not planned at the moment. You know, we really would like to to bring it on Switch, but, you know, at the moment it's not possible, I'm afraid. You yeah. know? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, just, you know, keep an eye on Invader. So if you like survival horror, if you like those classic style of Resident Evils, and then with a mix of the newer style, a little bit more action, the more modern mechanics, uh, check out Daymare 1998. And it's also, uh, stick stick with the game past the first hour because it, it really grows on you. Um, not to say that the first hour is like bad or anything, but there's so much to the game that uh, you really don't get a sense of what it is until... You, you really you really dig your teeth into it so i would definitely say not only buy it but also play it that's a that's an important part um and then check it out when they remake dino crisis 3 coming in uh 2022 <laughs> or what i'm just i'm just kidding no official dino crisis 3 announcement yet uh but you know work in progress work in progress <laughs> crossing our fingers for that dino crisis 3 remake um and uh yeah so uh Anyways, um, guys at home, thank you so much for listening, and it's been great to get back into the swing of our regular podcasts. And uh, you know what? We got uh, we actually have a pretty cool lineup already set up, uh, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. So I will I will just go ahead and make some other post about that. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in at home, and uh, we'll see you all soon. Bye. Whoa! This hall is dangerous. There must be a back door somewhere. Whoa. 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 Oh, gee. Well, then I'll try to go down using the rope. Whoa. What is it? Blood. Hope this is not Chris's blood.